Welcome to Inside In Keeping, a co-production of In Partners and the Association of Lodging Professionals. On today's episode, Megan is joined by Janice Hurley and Tim Wilson to discuss their recent work at B&B Finder to drive direct bookings for innkeepers and make the case for B&B stays on a global level. Here's your host, Megan Smith. All right, I am here this afternoon with Janice Hurley and Tim Wilson from bnbfinder.com. Both Tim and Janice were with benbreakfast.com, which is where everyone might know of them. Plus Janice I know from Round Barn Farm and hospitality in the past. So they're going to just update you on all that is new in bnbfinder.com. So take it away. Yes, thank you for inviting us today. It's, uh, it's amazing to me because, you know, being here at the conference and at every conference that we go to, innkeepers are curious about, you know, what's been happening, how did we come to acquire B&B Finder, and, you know, what's happened to bedandbreakfast.com yes. over right. the years, and really what they can do to continue to get direct bookings, which has always been a challenge for uh, smaller properties because they don't have the marketing dollars that hotels have to have these campaigns to encourage guests to book direct with them and to educate them why it is important to book direct with B&Bs. Can you, can you give a little history on what happened to bedandbreakfast.com? And, and yeah. I think people are curious about that. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So bedandbreakfast.com, when it was started, was started as a directory, much like B&B Finder is today, and uh, it provided direct bookings to properties, and over the years it evolved and uh, also included a search on the website where travelers could come in, they could search for availability, and they could book directly on bedandbreakfast.com. And as years went on, it was acquired by HomeAway, and after the acquisition of HomeAway, a couple of years later, it was HomeAway was acquired by Expedia. So that's really the short version of what happened, but it's, um, it's the most recent and I think the most relevant because it's where properties have gotten the most confused yes. about what it means now to be on bedandbreakfast.com. And with the last transition that they had with Expedia taking over, Expedia made the decision to have bedandbreakfast.com be a fully bookable site. So if you're a privately owned B&B or inn and you want to list on bedandbreakfast.com, you have to provide your availability to Expedia. And what's happened on the traveler side of it is bedandbreakfast.com was the number one leading directory and source to find privately owned B&Bs and inns for 20 plus years. So the traveler who's familiar with bedandbreakfast.com and used that as the source now goes to search for these properties and finds out fairly quickly that they may find their B&B that they were looking for, but it's amongst yeah, several hotels. Yeah, they've got to hotels. sort through everything else. Yes, because it has all of the um, inventory that Expedia has. So B&Bs are now mixed in with hotels, with vacation rentals, and uh, it's not as easy to find a true bed and breakfast on that site any longer. Which yeah. is a shame. Mm-hmm. But enter B and B Finder. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it was the Pi Conference last year when I was attending uh, with another company that was I was consulting with after I left BedandBreakfast.com. And Mary White, who's the former owner of B and B Finder, and she owned the business for 20 years and started it, uh, was just a few booths down. And it was the first time that I had been to the conference where the conversation 
really had shifted towards what do we need to do as an industry to continue to drive those direct bookings. And, you know, innkeepers kept coming up to Mary's booth and saying, you know, basically like, you know, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. It was, you know, Mary, you're our only hope. And what do we need to do to make sure that we can continue to get direct bookings? And um, as a lot of folks know, Mary has had, you know, some health issues over the years and we had approached her on acquiring B&B Finder. So I've remained very close with Eric Goldreyer, who was the previous owner of bedandbreakfast.com, and went back to Eric and said, you know, this is it. You know, we have the, the chance and the opportunity and the honor to carry on the legacy that Mary had started and to really elevate B&B Finder to be where bedandbreakfast.com was and be the leading source for travelers to find privately owned B&Bs and inns. And uh, we acquired the business in April. And when we acquired it, you know, Mary had done an incredible job at really trying to maintain B&B Finder. And with the resources that she had, uh, when we acquired it, it was built on WordPress. So we quickly realized that we needed to invest heavily on the tech side of the business and we rebuilt the site from the ground up and relaunched the all new B&B Finder in October of this past year, which is huge. So uh, in joins B&B Finder, as we used to join bedandbreakfast.com, and you can directly book from B&B Finder. Yep, exactly. wonderful. Exactly, so we kept the concept of having a membership where the innkeeper knows what their cost is going to be when they choose to be a member of the site. So there's a flat rate. Mm -hmm. They don't have to pay per booking. We never want to own the relationship with the guest. Our sole purpose is to drive as much traffic in all of the bookings directly to the property. So when a property joins with us, they can either pay monthly if they'd like, or they can pay annually, depending on what works best for their cash flow. We have different membership levels. So much like bedandbreakfast.com, you have silver, gold, platinum, and we brought back the diamond collection, which is something that would be great to have Tim touch on because it sure. was a really important loss for the industry when those changes happen. But when a property joins B&B Finder, they sign up for whatever membership level works for them, and it's a 12-month listing, and we have different you know, promotions that we run, but they essentially pay for it, and that's it. There's no additional fees. It's paid for the year, and when a guest comes to book, there's no additional commissions because they're booking with the property directly. So how many photographs are on a listing with B&B Finder? Is it just a link to a website? Does that depend on your membership level and how many pictures you get? Yeah, so the way that the membership levels work is it's different amounts of photos depending on which membership level you go with. Okay. So the way that I describe it to properties when they're looking at, okay, well, which membership level should I choose? It really depends on where your location is and how much competition is on your page, how many other inns are listed. So the way that it works for a sort order is the diamond collection or at the top of the page, then platinum is listed below diamond, then gold, and then silver. And one of the really cool things that we got to do when we were redesigning B&B Finder was to take all of the concepts that we had thought of when we were working at bedandbreakfast.com and say, okay, now we get to really build it the way that we would like to. So we came up with the idea that when you have a different membership level, so if you have a silver membership level and you decide to upgrade to the gold, when you look at the listings on the search page, the gold 
listing is actually larger. So when you think of like a classified ad in a mm -hmm. newspaper, when you pay more for an advertisement, you should have more space on that page. Mm -hmm. And that's how we design the search pages. And then also, one of the biggest complaints, feedback, what have you, that innkeepers would have on bedandbreakfast.com is that if they wanted to have more exposure, they had to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So you had to list in your primary city, and then if you wanted to list in additional cities, yeah. you had to pay half the cost of what your primary... So when we rebuilt B&B Finder, we said, you know, we're not going to do it that way. They're going to have their flat membership rate that they pay for the year, and we designed the searches. It's something called geospatial search. So what that means is that when you go in and say you're searching for, you know, a destination in New England, for example, and um, you're searching in an area, say you're searching Bunker Hill in Boston, it's going to pull up all of the properties that are located around that area. So what that does is it provides more ways for properties to show up in as many searches as possible, therefore supplying them with as much traffic as possible without any additional cost. Any search you do now, you get the region around it. You don't just get that spot. Exactly. Because I catch myself sometimes booking in the wrong city because it comes up, with the, oh, that's where I want to be. And then it's, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the Diamond Collection. Yes. Um, sure. Uh, so the Diamond Collection, uh, it is, it's our premier membership option. Um, and it's a way in which properties who, let's say, operate at a very professional level can more so promote themselves through BNB Finder. So at bedandbreakfast.com, it became a very popular program that we were offering that provided a tremendous amount of business to a, a lot of inns. Uh, I can't tell you how many inns have come up to me, you know, in the past six months and said, wow, I, I really am noticing that that is gone in my business. And wow, there's a big hole in my business from what used to be a great source of business for me. And we're really hopeful and optimistic that the Diamond Collection with B&B Finder can hopefully fill that hole because uh, I'm noticing it. And so uh, it's, it's a program that is geared towards the you know, preeminent properties. It is not inspection-based in the sense that we are inspecting the properties ourselves, but a property does have to be inspected in order to be in the program. Uh, so whether the property is inspected by select registry uh, and a good member with those guys or rated by AAA as three diamonds or higher or Forbes as three stars or higher, uh, or if they're a Reliant Chateau member, uh, or if they're even a previous member of the Diamond Collection with bedandbreakfast.com from within the last three years, that would qualify them. Uh, one new element that we're doing here at BNB Finder is also taking into account feedback from travelers, too, where if the property has received uh, the certificate of excellence from TripAdvisor from each, for each of the past three years in a row, that would also qualify them for the diamond collection. We, we feel travelers should have a voice in this. Uh, and so if the property's you know, demonstrating a, a track record of you know, good success and high review ratings with travelers, that can qualify them for the program too. So it's, it's not just a program where you can just pay to be a part of it. You mm -hmm. do have to meet some of the criteria in order to be a part of it, but then as a part of it, uh, you enjoy the most exposure that we can offer you. Uh, so top placement on your page. As Janice was saying, the largest photo on the page. Uh, you are considered first for press and media opportunities as those come up. Uh, and so it's just a way for our members to find themselves more exposure. But I guess what I would say is no matter what membership level the property has, the benefit is there. Uh, it's just relative to your membership level. Uh, so if you come in at silver, you're going to do great with us and see great ROI with your silver membership. You may not see as much as a diamond collection 
member might see, uh, but they also pay a lot more for that membership and therefore should get more mm -hmm. exposure. And so it's all tiered in that way and, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and so far it's working great. Yeah. So what are you all doing for marketing? Are you doing digital? Are you doing print? I, I, you said PR. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the travel press is very interested in this. So what are you doing to market the website? Yeah, so I was happy that Tim brought up the press side of it because, you know, I think we're at such a pivotal time in our industry where there's so much confusion yes. around what a true professionally run bed and breakfast is and what the value is about staying at a bed and breakfast because everything is so price focused and discount focused. And we have such a great opportunity to be able to share with the travelers what it really means to stay at a B&B &B and what that experience is and how much value is included in the price that they're paying to stay at that property. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the sites that you go to now that claim to have bed and breakfast quote unquote listed where you can just go in and check a checkbox and become a bed and breakfast it's really misleading to the travelers because they go to these sites and think, oh, well, this is a bed and breakfast, but it actually isn't a true bed and breakfast, which is what B&B &B Finder is all about. So I think one of the greatest things is that as we're driving travelers to the site, what they're going to find is that there are only professionally run, privately owned B&Bs and inns. There will not be vacation rentals. There will not be other types of lodging. This is specifically dedicated to our industry, which is great. And that's a, that story can be told so beautifully through press. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. wonderful thing about it because I know there are people out there, so many people out there really want to be in an inn, want to be in bed and breakfast, and they want to make sure that's where they end up on their vacation. Exactly, exactly. And they want to have that assurance that yes. this property that I'm booking with is a true professional licensed mm -hmm. property. And um, I think one of the greatest, you know, PR marketing opportunities outside of, you know, of course, all of our social channels and ways that we've been sharing those stories out, of course, you know, highlighting a lot of the Diamond Collection members, one of the partnerships that we have that I've had since 2006 is working with uh, the Wheel of Fortune. And what's amazing about that relationship is that, you know, we, we started all those years ago and started with the first B&B &B week. So literally since Wheel of Fortune started, they had never dedicated an entire week to bed and breakfast. So I helped curate that with the promotions company and helped started to tell the story of B&Bs. So if you have ever seen a B&B &B week, we just had one that was in October, the entire set on Wheel of Fortune is set as B&B. &B, and it has the big words B&B, &B, and it, you know, it looks like these little cottages, and you know, Pat and Vanna come out and every other word is B&B, 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 and all of this, and it's really fun. And I had the pleasure of going to actually to a taping out in California, and get to meet everyone on the crew. I met the announcer, and it was amazing to me because he came out and introduced himself and said to me, you know, oh, you're, you're with B&B &B Finder. And, well, and it started to recite the script. And you think about, okay, this is the announcer of a show that 26 million people a week watch, yeah. and he knows our script verbatim. And you think of all of the things that he announces. And... It was so cool to see how 
open they are to bed and breakfast and how excited they are to promote them because it's such a unique experience and it's different than any other prize that they give away. So as a member of B&B Finder, if you have video and you are willing to participate and offer a six night, seven day stay, B&B Finder covers the airfare for two if the prize is won and there's a 30 second spot that is shown on the Wheel of Fortune. And it's amazing because when the winner supplies the dates that they want to stay, they supply up to four weeks that work for them. So even the innkeeper who is participating, if it's during their busy season, they can say, oh, you know, unfortunately these times don't work for us. And then they get another set of four weeks that they can choose from. And the amount of exposure that this brings, not only to B&B Finder and its members, but awareness to the industry yeah. is massive. And I had an innkeeper who came up to me who when I was here at the conference and said, you know, I remember that you did this with bedandbreakfast.com and I was so upset when that went away because I thought, how are we gonna be able to connect with them again? And then I was watching Wheel of Fortune and there was B&B Finder. And we've gotten so much exposure since we acquired the business. And we so have great. done everything from promoting uh, getaways to promoting our gift card program. So uh, on the wheel, we've done entire weeks where the B&B Finder logo is actually on the wheel. So every time it spins, there's B&B Finder spinning around in that circle right. and being seen. And if the prize winner you know, wins that, they win a $1,000 gift card for B&B Finder. So it's, it's just, it's an incredible opportunity that I'm really proud to be That's part of. That's wonderful. I have yeah. to start watching Wheel of Fortune, clearly. <laughs> be, become a wheel watcher, Megan. <laughs> That's right. i got to turn off Jeopardy and watch the Wheel oh. of Fortune. <laughs> yes. I am so happy to hear this. And clearly your enthusiasm is every bit as amazing as always for the industry. Yeah. And so do you see any changes coming in the next year, improvements? I mean, I'm sure you just are like the sky's the limit at this point. Yes. So yeah. what a year from now when I'm talking to you, what do you think you'll be able to say? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of things. I think one of the most exciting things, you know, being able to build the site from the ground up, it just gives us so much room to continue to improve the traveler experience and improve mm -hmm. the innkeeper experience and the member experience. So as we're working with our development team, we're looking out, you know, months ahead of the products that we're going to continue to develop and, you know, include experiences on the listings and bring back a lot of the the key features that we know are important to B&B travelers, we know the things that they search for other than B&Bs that B&Bs actually provide. You know, I'd love to be able to give some of those things out, but I don't want to, you know, let too many cats out of the bags. But um, one of the things that I can say is that anybody who is a member or who is a traveler who uses the site is going to continue to see those enhancements added. Uh, something that we just uh, included on the site was a page where you can find, of course, all the state associations and oh, um, talking about the benefits of joining associations because one of the things that I found when I started to research this is that there are about 73 associations that exist, whether they're regional or state or national. And of those 73 associations, there's only about 1,700 properties that participate as members of B&B associations. And if there's around 10,000, the number's been tossed around a couple times, 10,000 or 12,000 B&Bs that are in the U.S., there's so much opportunity for us to come together 
as an industry. So one of the most recent enhancements that's actually going to be launching at the end of this week is that properties will be able to display on their listing if they're a member of a state association, if they've had an inspection that they want to show, if they've had accolades, if they've had awards, and finding more ways that we can really showcase what these properties have done. The bragging to, rights. Exactly, the bragging rights and what sets them apart from other mm -hmm. types of lodging. And that also then ties back into the PR side of it. Because then you go back and you say, you know, on B&B &B Finder right now we have over 4,000 properties in the U.S. that are listed. And we can go back and, you know, talk about the different types of properties and awards that they've won and really build off of the stories that already exist and tell the story of the innkeepers as well. I feel like the industry is coming back. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. we all got sort of the wind knocked out of us with Airbnb's fast emergence onto the market. Mm -hmm. But I really have noticed in the last year that bed and breakfast and inns are finding their place again and growing yes. that. And the, a lot of new owners and a lot of turnover with, you know, young, enthusiastic people buying properties. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like we're coming back to our roots. I do too. And, you know, people say all the time, like you, do, you, you can't go back to the chorus line. Like who does that? But we are doing it. Yes. And I think one of the biggest benefits of our team acquiring B&B Finder is that we have the leading people who've been involved in the industry, like yep. Tim, like myself, like Eric Goldreyer, and bringing people who not only understand the experience from the innkeeper side of it, but understand it from the traveler side of it as yes. well. And you know, when Eric decided to acquire the business, we sat down and we said, you know, okay, we're going to make commitments to the industry out of the gate. We're going to learn from the things that we've done in the past that we are going to choose not to do in the future and moving forward. And I think, you know, a couple of key things that folks really should understand is that this is a family business. You know, this wasn't a business that was acquired because Eric wants to, you know, become an OTA again. You know, we've already done that. It, he wants to keep it a family business and he wants to continue to always provide that direct booking to the property. And in addition to that, the gift card program that we have uh, is a program that you pay 15% commission, but only on the cost of whatever gift card that you have to redeem. So if an average gift card sale is $200, we're finding you know, the travelers who are going or staying for a weekend and the innkeepers are actually getting new guests who yes. are coming to them. And that's how we had designed the bedandbreakfast.com gift card in the beginning. Um, one of the things that innkeepers didn't like about that program is that we started to brand it in larger stores like Costco and things like that. And it really felt like it was turning into a discount program yeah. rather than a program to bring them new guests. So we made a commitment at B&B Finder that we're not going to do that again. You know, it was great for branding, but it didn't work for the innkeepers. So that's the decision that we made. And then in addition to that, I think one of the biggest things that resonated with me was that when Eric said, okay, we're going to put a guarantee on our membership because I stand behind this product. I believe in what we're doing. And previously, we had a 90-day guarantee. So if a property wasn't happy with their listing for whatever reason, within the first 90 days, they could cancel and get their money back. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, there are a lot of properties who are seasonal. So yeah. they would come and say, well, it's my off-season, so I'm going to wait three months and do it. So Eric said, you know what? We're going to do a year. So he extended a year, 100% money back guarantee, which there is not a marketing channel that exists 
that will say to you, you know, 360 days into it, after you've paid, if you're not happy for any reason, you can get that money back. And that's just such a great testament to the dedication that this team has to the industry and to the innkeepers. And of course, there's a caveat, you know, if, if you cancel, you can't, you know, just come back and rejoin. You, yeah. you, can, you can come back a year later. So that's, you know, a little bit of what we built in. But I just think it's, it's such an awesome no, thing. No, that's a that wonderful feature. And it yeah. really helps you build confidence in your audience. And I really like the way you're handling the gift cards, too, because somebody has a $200 gift card stay for a weekend, a $400 weekend, you're only paying 15% on the $200, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and we're doing, a, we're doing some promotions on the gift cards a couple times a year where it's not a discount, but it's more like a BOGO type of offer where if you buy a $100 gift card, you pay $100 for the gift card, so you pay face value, and we'll give you an extra $20 gift card, but that $20 gift card has to be used for a different stay. So it's almost like giving people $20 to come stay with you a second time. Yeah. Uh, or stay with another one of the participating inns for a second B&B stay. Uh, and so I personally, I love that we're doing that yeah. and love how that all works because it's not, you know, giving people any discount off of their stay at your property, but it's actually giving folks an incentive to come back another time. And, and build a mm -hmm. habit of staying in a bed and breakfast. You yes. Know, I see that so often in people that go to the same resort to ski every weekend yep. and they, you know, will stay at one inn and then, oh, I'm going to try this other inn. And then, you know, but they're staying within that genre yeah. of inns because mm -hmm. they, that's what they want. That's, it builds that habit. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully when they go somewhere else on vacation, they pick a bed and breakfast again. And, exactly. Well, I cannot wait to see a year from now where you guys are. This is very exciting. And Baltimore in January. Yes. The combined conference, I think it's going to be full of energy. Oh, I can't wait. I know. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And, and I think about, you know, because both Tim and I, of course, have been around for long enough that we remember the early days of conference and when it was every other year. And literally, we would have a countdown at BB Common. We would say, you know, oh, it's conference year. And we'd yeah. have the countdown counter. The dev team would be getting ready. And it was so exciting. And you would go, and there would be 600, 700, 800 attendees. It was unbelievable. And of course, all the changes over the years and seeing the industry come together where there's so much division that exists in the world today. And to yeah. see our industry coming together and saying, you know, we're stronger together yeah. is just awesome. Yeah. I think the next year is just going to be a meteoric rise. And, you know, with Absolutely. all that's going on, <laughs> with this being an election year and everything, I just think it's going to be a wonderful thing for this positive industry to really shine. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's especially important because of, you know, power and numbers. Yep. And as I mentioned before, you know, inns don't have the marketing dollars. Well, they also don't have the, and you know this from your past history of being involved in Vermont and being involved in the legislature. So basically with inns, a hot topic right now is some of the changes that have happened in Google yeah. and the changes that started happening in 2016 and have continued to happen. And there is a site, um, Book Direct Education, that was started by Lisa Kolb from Acorn and Pi and AIHP. And they came together to really bring awareness to how B&Bs and other types of lodging are treated differently on Google, yeah. where they have that book button. And they did a survey to, out to travelers, and 70% of travelers 
don't understand where they're booking. And there was an innkeeper who said, well, do they really care where they're, where they're staying? And well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But what's important is that it's taking away that direct business yes. that inns had relied on for so long. So they had a congressional hearing with the small business group in D.C., and an innkeeper from the state of Maine, fourth-generation innkeeper, came and shared her story. But the reason why I bring up the importance of us coming together as an industry in power and numbers is that Lisa and the two associations reached out to the groups that they could and the inns that participate in the associations, and they had 900 inns who signed a petition and 300 properties that also shared their story of the amount of business that they had lost because they're being treated differently than other businesses who are listed on Google. So whatever we can do to really bring more in well, advocacy advocacy pulling exactly. together to do advocacy exactly and yeah I, I have heard a lot about Lisa's presentation and that Google video and I think we're going to really have to get ahead of this and I think with the Expedia what's happening with that lawsuit and all that's going to come to be this year and hopefully the industry will be pulled together with these organizations and really be able to stand our ground and, and advocate to our individual state legislatures mm-hmm. which is such an important thing to do yes All right. Well, thank you, you two. We'll see where we are in a year. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks, Megan. Take care. Uh Uh-huh. On February 25th, the Association of Lodging Professionals established the Mary White Educational Scholarship Fund in honor of Mary White's dedication to our industry, in particular, education of current and aspiring innkeepers. Mary's passion for the industry was present in her B&B Finder client newsletters and was recognized globally as the author of Inkeeping for Dummies. Visit alplodging.org for more information on the Mary White Educational Scholarship Fund. You've been listening to Inside Inkeeping, a co-production of InPartners and ALP, the Association of Lodging Professionals. For more information, go to alplodging.org and plan to join us at the ALP Conference and Marketplace in Baltimore on January 9th through the 13th, 2021. Our music was produced and performed by Jacob Ungerleider, and our episode was engineered by the team at InPartners. Thanks for listening.